You are now listening to Halos in the Infield, an Angels baseball exclusive podcast. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield podcast. It's been a little while since uh, we've had all three of us together, so why don't you guys introduce yourselves? What is up, you pieces of trash? It's Courtney. <laughs> all right, Courtney's back with a smile. And can we can we get that like on a t-shirt? <laughs> Follow us, don't be trash. Trash. <laughs> yeah. It should just be like Courtney saying trash, like on a t-shirt. I'd I'd love that. You gotta you gotta run that by Randy. Or you know we have that like rally Chris. Oh, by the way, I'm Fernando, guys. So uh <laughs> you know we have that like rally Chris, like uh let's get it, Angels. Let's go. You know, nice uh, whenever we're down. Yeah, whenever we lose, we need to post like a gif of Courtney saying trash. <laughs> and it's like flashing like Batman. Like the old cartoon. Like, have me be like Oscar the Grouch, like, and I come out of a trash can. There <laughs> like, you go. It's like trash. <laughs> when the other there team scores like five or six runs, trash. Trash. Okay. There we go. And then when it's like a blowout, then just like have it be like a dumpster fire. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have it be bigger. Todd, do you ever introduce yourself? Or do you just say, hey, 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 this is... Well, you know, hey, I, I, I usually say Todd Fox, but I messed up. So, hey, 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 it's Todd Fox. So, <laughs> we're all here. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a few days since we last recorded. We had a couple filler episodes mm-hmm. in. Uh, we want to catch everyone up on the latest news and notes on the Angels, as well as heading into the off season on in a season that has felt like three seasons in one. Uh <laughs> It's been a long season, so we'll get to some of the recent games that they've been playing, get you uh, sparked and ready for the last few, which uh, which they have a couple uh, series versus Seattle and one against Texas to close things out. So where do you want to start with this one, Fernando? Well, we have talked about the White Sox series. I, I don't Last time we recorded, I don't think we covered the two wins for the White Sox because we won on the 15th and the 16th. The 15th, we won 3-2. to two. The 16th, we won 9-3. to three. So the 9-3 to three win was, uh, I think, our biggest win of this month. Mm. Which, is, <laughs> which is saying something. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, that's a six runs is a good win mm-hmm. most times. But, you know, when you're in the – on the we're recording this on the 23rd. When that's your biggest win of, you know, the month, that does, you know, it says a lot. Growth. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think that it almost feels like that was our last win. It's been it a few days since we won. That was our last win. That okay, was our see, last okay. Then there you go. But, it's, yeah. it's been a while. Um, yeah, the Angels are 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 just automatically playing out the string. Uh, it, it, you know, they've been in this mode for a little bit. What are your guys' takes as far as your expectations? Because we've talked about it a lot before this show about how we wanted the Angels to finish September. With all things considered, are they living up to what you guys expected? Or are they underperforming? Um, well, they've been pieces of ball bags and just completely in the bed. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, no, I mean, like, I already knew, and we talked about it, how hard the schedule was going to be, the remaining, the remaining part of the season. Mm-hmm. We knew it wasn't going to be, obviously, a cakewalk, and we knew we weren't going to have um, multiple wins. But the fact that we've only had one, I'm looking at it right now, we've had one, two, three, four, five wins as of right now for the month of September Mm -hmm. out of 
I don't know, 20. So that's really poor. Um, you know, and then like, as and we got six wins. <laughs> Where? One, two, three, right? four. The third, the fourth, the seventh, the 15th, the 16th, and the 11th. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I said five. I said six. Where? Sir, where? The 3rd of September, the 4th of September, the 7th of September, the 15th, the 16th, and the 11th. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're hey, right. I'm just saying. Hey, right. we got to give the devil his due. We won six games. I Big difference. I apologize. <laughs> I'm wrong. I am wrong. I'm sorry. But still. The f- <laughs> I'm getting canceled. I just mansplained Courtney. I'm sorry. Courtney, you do not teach math, do you? <laughs> no, I do not. Oh, okay, Thank okay. God. Good. <laughs> yeah, I don't have fine. my glasses on. It's fine. Um, it's <laughs> cool. Then, as, but then, like, some of our individual players, like, I know Otani is absolutely tanking. Mm-hmm. I know one thing we were all trying to, like, look forward to was, like, that 10th win. Mm-hmm. And um, that was non-existent. So that's fun. Um, I think Fletch, Fletch isn't doing too hot either. Like, it's just, I think, what, we've put three more people on the IL. So it's just, it's great. It's, it's We're doing fine over here. <laughs> yeah. So you're it's up, up to expectation. All right. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> What about you, Fernando? Little dog meme. This is fine. We're fine. I'm fine. You know, the house is on fire. You just sit there with the coffee mug. This is fine. <laughs> like, you know, not much to say that hasn't been said a thousand times. And I think that's what makes doing a podcast like this hard during times like this. But the thing that's extra we can add now that I'm sure we're going to talk about later is the fact that now the fat lady has finally sung. It's over. Old Yeller has been taken behind the shed. We're done for the season. And... Now the Angels are playing like they're done for the season. In years past, when we got eliminated, I distinctly remember them like still playing well. It's like we got eliminated, and it's like, well, we're going to win every game here now because why not? You know, like the Angels have always at least been interested in spoiling some parties, spoiling some postseason, you know, stealing champagne, Mm -hmm. giving it to a team they're not facing. But we're not even getting that right now. Courtney said so herself. Otani, we're hoping for a 10th win. Otani, we're hoping for an MVP. As of right now, you know, is Otani going to win the MVP? We hope so. And, I mean, I, I still think he is. But we're now in a situation where it's, you know, we can't shut down people saying, well, Vladimir Ju- uh, Vlad Jr. is going to win. We used to be like, yeah, oh, whatever, bro. But now it's like, well, there's a chance. Mm-hmm. It's at least going to be close now. It's not going to be unanimous anymore. That's true because he's he's getting his squad uh, either primed or real close to the postseason, and he's he's been the leader uh, all the way. Um, yeah. With that being said, I mean, when you talk, when you think about it, you're like, okay, there's not much to talk about. But then you you keep getting these things in the news um, talking about you know the Skag situation, which we touched on. Now today, Joe Madden coming out saying you know they're going to be big players in the off season for Max Scherzer and for other players. The day before, he was saying, I'm not uh, dealing with this. You know, this is not going to be something that we're going to go into next season with, the lackluster play. Like, he's sort of slamming the players and not taking accountability. That's what I got out of it. What did you guys get out of that? Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't know. It's 
I want to say he's not taking accountability, but then it's just like at the same time, it's just like, what else did he have to work with? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, we've said it time and time again, the injuries. Uh, did we hit that mark of putting the most people on the IL? We're at a stalemate still, two, two away still. Oh, thank God. Well, that's, I guess that's a plus. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Still, it's just like, you know, like we don't even have Adele now. Like, I I think our three in the outfield today that started, I think, was Goslin in left field, Martian center, and I think Rojas in right. Yeah. And like, if you, if you would have told me that even a month ago, I'm like, no. Like, no, mm-hmm. thank you. We, <laughs> we still would have had Adele or at least maybe Upton, but now we don't even have those two. So I'm just like, what do you mean? Um you know, but then at the same time, just as a coach, no matter what you have to deal with or who you have to deal with, you still have to find a way to bring that spark to your team. Like, that's why you're a coach. That's why you're a leader. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he, Madden, in a way, kind of gave up too, honestly. So, mm-hmm. what do you think, Fernando? I mean, I want to channel my inner Stephen A. Smith and just tell Joe Madden, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. You know, that's all we hear every single year. Dude, if I had a dime for every single time that the Angels said, oh, well, we're going to go after this guy, or this is going to be a big offseason, I'm tired of hearing the consolation, this is going to be a big offseason. We're tired of this. We're going to do whatever we can to get so, 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 so. Literally insert any name over the last decade. I am tired of hearing it. How about instead of saying we're going to do whatever it takes to get Max Scherzer we say we're going to do whatever it takes to get the best pitchers possible here. I don't care about Max Scherzer. I don't care about whoever, Justin Verlander. I don't care if we're going to get freaking, you know, Garrett Cole somehow in a trade. What I want is for once for them to say, especially Perry, to say we're going to step back, do a deep evaluation, and find the players that are going to systematically fit what we're doing here. Because we can't just keep picking the best name in free agency giving them a big contract and putting us in the same situation we've been in for the last seven years. Guys, it hasn't worked. I mean, it's been longer than seven years. I mean, yes, seven years ago, we made the playoffs in 2014. Great. We didn't win a game. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, right now, I would kill to make the divisional round and get swept. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing that I was thinking about, too is Perry's been keeping his cards really close to his chest. He hasn't been saying much. But today for Joe Madden to come out and express that they're absolutely going after Max Scherzer is something that goes along the lines of previous general managers such as Epler and yep. others. And like you said, like you want to get go after the best player and not tell the league that you're sold in on one guy. That's you're, already just, bet, you're already bidding yourself up already, yeah, automatically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you've mentioned that several times. And and that's why I think Perry's got his – he's face-palming right now. Like, dude, that's my job. Shut the hell up. Um, yeah. It's just – I don't know. Like, right now, like, we want to go into a positive offseason, but you're thinking about the Skag situation. <clears throat> you wanted the team, like Courtney said, to, to finish better, like you've said that they've done in the past. And – Right now, the way they're playing, it's like because for me, I take offense because I see the Rockies. They have a lesser roster than us, even with all our injuries, and they're still out there playing toe to toe with the Dodgers. You know, the Pirates are doing the same thing. They're playing toe to toe with any team that they have to face. Why can't that be us? Why can't we put up the effort? 
to me, it, it, it's the injuries are going to make an excuse to keep Madden another year. I, I really feel there should be a change that should be made going into next season. Just go with a goddamn fresh start. What do you guys think? Do you think that's that's something that the Angels need to do, or or does he get a pass? Clean house. Get rid of everybody. Get rid of everyone. I don't care. Start from scratch. Mm. Start from scratch, and you need to earn it. I'm sorry, Madden hasn't earned it. I don't care about the injuries. I don't care about a COVID season. I don't care about any of it. You need to earn it. And even with the poor play that we're having right now, you're still not earning it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think I think he had a shirt on the other day during an interview that said, "Let's try not to suck." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong; it's funny. I liked it, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, it goes to show. It's just like, yeah, let's try not to suck. But I mean who do you think you are like what do you think that you're just some bystander do you think you're a fan like you're the coach like what you have some input in this too my guy like what are you doing mm-hmm. um so i mean i just think we need to pretty much clean house all together okay fernando uh for the record the try not to suck shirts are uh, simply for his charity oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought he was ap- applying that to his team because yeah. that message could yeah. be uh, put on the team as well. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing. He did that in uh, uh, 2016 as well. They had the shirts. That's kind of the first time I saw them. I'm sure they were around before that. Uh, I'm trying to see what exactly his charity benefits, mm-hmm. but um, I, I'm sure I can find that information some other time. But yeah, that's what it benefits his charity. So you know, take that for what it is. But, um, I mean, I've told you guys repetitively, personally, I don't think they get rid of Madden. I don't see why they would when he's got one more year under contract. Will he get brought back after that? Well, that's a different situation. I think Ari's going to fall under the, well, he had a ton of injuries, Mm -hmm. so we won't fire him. I think he'll use that as an excuse, especially because Joe Madden is Artie's guy, and we know how Artie Moreno is when it comes to his guys. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, and, and, you know, moving forward, too, with this team, as we go down a the stretch, they've tried some things, this, especially in the month of September, $3 tickets to get into the, to the stadium. Um, and and it's been sad on so many levels that you still can't draw more than about 18000 per per game. This is, a, this is a team that since the 2000-2001 season – um, when they struggled with attendance before the 2002 season, before, you know, obviously reasons the fans came and they stayed. But this is the first season, even with all the, the seasons we've had since 2014, where the fans have tapped out, you know, and they're sending a message. Do you think Artie's going to hear that message in the offseason? Because this is something, like Fernando said, has been an occurring thing over and over and over. Um is it something that he's finally going to go to action and let his boys do the job, such as Perry? Nope, because there's people still there. It somewhat worked. Like, <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd have, I won't even go to a game with $3 tickets. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are still those few diehards that are at the stadium right now eating their helmet full of nachos. And, you know, they're still there. 
So I don't think it's clicking into Artie yet because probably to Artie, he's just like, well, it's the end of the season, you know? Oh, it's the end of the season, and now we don't have, like, our big-ticket guys besides Otani, who is now sucking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's no playoff run. There's no anything, and it's not even like at this point we can dismantle somebody else. Like, it's we are literally done. So, but to Artie, he won't see that at all. It's not clicking in yet because there are still those few fans that will go. So, nope. Mm. What do you think, Fernando? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think he thinks like that. I don't think his brain's wired, you know, <laughs> to think that certain way. I mean, you know, I'm traveling right now. I, I admittedly would go to a game right now if, you know, I was in the area because why not? You know, I just like going to baseball games. Mm -hmm. I don't think Artie Moreno is going to care whether the stadium's full or not full. Artie Moreno is living in his own world, and I don't think he really pays attention to that kind of stuff. You know, he kind of knew that whole three million was going to come to an end this year. I think because of COVID, plus it came to an end last year. Maybe by some technicality, they would have been like, "Well, no, we're still counting it." And, you know, who knows, maybe they would have acknowledged it in some kind of record book. But, um, you know, in all, it, it ended already anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so getting... Do, getting do you out, think he cares, Todd? You, you never give us your input on things. You're more of a host. Come on, man. Where's your input? <laughs> I think I think in a way, if you're going to put me on the spot right there, I think he, he, he cares, but he only cares about his image it's it's weird it's a catch-22 in my mind i think he cares about his image he could do so much that you know you've said i've said about in the community to fix his image he refuses to do that um he wants to be a jerry jones type guy where hey look uh, i told perry to go after that guy we got that guy and he's got 20 wins send your thank yous to me um but he instead of just you know he meddles too much and i think right now he'll go in his hole he'll he'll hide out he won't do interviews He's only going to come out when they win. I really don't think he cares to the level of even an owner that that wants to make himself look good. Even with an owner that wants his ego to be up there, you got to spend money to make money. You got to make the right moves to 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 win games. And he doesn't have that mindset, like you said. He's not. He's built different, and and I think uh, because of that, the organization has struggled. I just, I just don't think he. Long story short, I just don't think he's the, he's, he's that type of owner, man. I just don't think he is. True. Just to backtrack on like going after the big names for the off season, like how, you know, we're supposed to go after Max Scherzer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds great, but I don't know why I'm getting like PTSD from like getting <laughs> Tim Lincecum. I mean, you don't know why. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, we're gonna get you know Tim Lincecum was coming off a World Series, you know, World, a World Series rotation, and you know, shit the bed for us. So that was fun. Uh, who else was on that rotation? I think C.J. Wilson. I think we got a, a few good starts out of him, but like, I'm I'm just getting all these bad vibes again from like getting these big name guys, and then of course our most recent Albert Pujols. So I'm just like, what you know, what's a big name gonna do? Besides, you know, bring in more fans that already wants. But, I mean, is it really going to fit the team? Like, is mm -hmm. Max Scherzer really going to fit the team? Yeah, it's, it really sounds great. When we started this season, all the names that we had on our rotation and our rousters sounded great. But now look how most of them are either hurt, not here, traded away, you know, everything else. So, mm -mm. 
Yeah, it's. It, I think it, I think you guys are right because I mean, being cynical right now as a as an Angels fan is is. I mean, you you really can't sit there and say, "Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that." I mean, it's just sort of wait and see. Here we go again, like Fernando said. Like you got to see if this is gonna happen or not. And it sucks, but this is the groundwork that they've laid this in the last few years, you know? What do you think, Fernando? Yeah, you know, like I told you, for once, I just want them to have the right answer. The right answer isn't always get the sexy name. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, the answer is we're going to reevaluate the situation. We're going to look at guys who are going to help us, you know, be effective. There's many ways that we can upgrade this team without breaking the bank and not making any long-term commitments. If you're going to sign Scherzer to a two-year deal, you know what? I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if there's some guys that you sign to a long deal that sh- that's lower in value. For instance, like everyone's like, well, we need to go out there and we need to get some big shortstops. I mean, you know, there's a lot of big names that are going to be sexy names for shortstop. I haven't heard a single person bring up, hey, Chris Taylor is a free agent at second base for the Dodgers. Chris Taylor isn't going to be super expensive. Chris Taylor can play second base. And who do we have that can play shortstop? A guy named David Fletcher. Mm -hmm. We've seen him play shortstop. How come we're not thinking that? Everyone's like, well, we need to get Carlos Correa. Well, we need to get Trevor Story. That's the same mentality that's got us into this mess. And it's the same mentality that's going to keep bringing us in this never-ending cycle. I agree. Um, I think right now we're we're measuring ourselves to the Dodgers too much as far as they can go out and get whoever they want. They can go out and accept a, you know, a trade or or um get a free agent and not work out because they could pull from their endless uh, amount of minor leagues uh players from the minor league system and they could also pick up another free agent cuz that's just the, until the salary cap changes they've got endless resources. So, but the Angels aren't like that, and they have to do exactly what Fernando says. Not always go for the sexy pick, get a good player, but they're for, forever going for the sexy pick, and then it bites them in the ass because then they have to play out the contract or pay out the contract, and then that hurts the overall roster in the long run. And then you're having to pick and choose, like what Courtney said, getting your tin lincecums of the world yeah. at the end of their Trevor freaking... Cahill's. Yeah. Get, Matt Harvey's. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we got yeah, listen to the urinating tree interview. And uh, we talk about all those countries like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Look, if I can real quick elaborate on this Chris Taylor thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have seen the Dodgers. Chris Taylor, solid player. Mm-hmm. He's nothing crazy. This guy's getting $7.8 million this year. I don't mind giving him five years, $50 million. Oh, my God, $10 million a year. But here's the thing. $10 million a year is a lot less than you're going to pay Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, insert any shortstop name here. And here's the thing. Let's just say you give Chris Taylor a longer five-year deal at $10 million each year. The way I see it, he he's so versatile that even those last like two years when he's 35 and 36, he might not be batting 280 anymore, but he will at least play any position you put him in. You know, you got to find these guys that are still going to help you in five years. No, and I agree. I think the sexiest thing about Chris Taylor is, and I hate him as a Dodger because he's the guy that you can probably, you, you can't pitch around. Like, like you're, you're, yeah. you're pitching around the other guys to get to him. But then when you get to him because you're scared of Bellinger, you're scared of their other hitters that they got 
when you get to him, he will put up an incredible at bat. I've seen it too many times where he works like a 10 pitch, 12 pitch at bat, or he'll work a walk when he's down 0 2, uh, or he gets a clutch double or something. Something always happens. The guy is like, you want hitters like that. And what do the Angels lack? Guys who take pitches, guys who work walks. He's a high on base percentage guy. I wish the Angels would go after more guys like him. So, yeah, I'm with you. If they were get a guy like Taylor, I'm, I'm all for it. He's got a career 337 on base percentage, okay? This year, he's he's has a war of three. He has 20 home runs. He's batting 258, 73 RBIs. And like I said, he can play all outfield positions, shortstop, and second base. Mm-hmm. Hell, maybe you can put him at shortstop. That's the thing. David Fletcher and Chris Taylor are both, uh, both versatile. Yep, yep. Yeah, so you can flip and flop them, and they're almost the same player, mm-hmm. except you know David Fletcher is a little more of a contact guy, a little more of a slapper, as Courtney likes to call it, because he can go to all fields, and that's kind of the problem right now with David Fletcher that we're seeing. He's not going to all fields. It's almost the complete opposite of what we're used to seeing from David Fletcher. It's like this is a different player that we're watching right now. Or Fletcher swings at pitches ten feet in the air. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's the thing. He swings at those pitches that nobody else does, yet he normally makes contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many pitches have we seen that he swings at that are, like, at his head, and yet he makes contact? True, true, true. True. I'm on the Marcus Simeon train, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Simeon, too. That That is a guy – because, like, I'm scared of Seager because of in- injury problems. Yeah. I like Correa, but that would eat up a lot of money. Even though he's 27, he's a prototypical guy that if we were in a better situation, we had a better team, I would say spend the money on that dude. But Marcus Simeon, like like you said, you know, consistent ball player, never hurt, uh, good defense, um, hits a lot of home runs. I like him. I like him a lot. And he's smart. He's, a, he's an Oakland-trained hitter, so he's going to work walks too. He, he gets on base. That's what I like Simeon. I just think Seager, Seager is the only, at least that I'm aware of, is the only position player that's had Tommy John surgery. I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Um, you know, but yes, he's very injury prone. I don't like Seager. Like, yeah, the name will bring attention, just like Rendon did after he's done stuffing his vagina. Um, but... You know, it's just it's just too much there. I can't do it. And I just don't like Trevor's story. I don't. Yes. I, just, I don't know what it is, but I just don't like the name of like, oh, Trevor's story being an angel. I'm like, eh, no. Like, what do you – I don't like it. I just I'm, don't. I'm not a fan of him either, uh, and especially Colorado players. But I really didn't like what, what he did. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember uh, the day after the trade deadline and he wasn't traded. He threw a tantrum on the bus when they were leaving the stadium, yelling, screaming, and throwing shit off the bus. Oh, so, like Jesus. five-year-old? Yeah, because he, he was fully expecting to be out of Colorado, and for what he threw a big man tantrum on the on the bus. Oh, I love it. Good. That's <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear about that, but... <laughs> Watch Google it. They have a whole article about it. So. Oh, oh I love it. Fucking Not a asshole. fan. Not a fan of Trevor's story. Real quick, what I'm going to say about Marcus Simeon is he's projected next year to make about $31 million. Mm-hmm. Do you guys really feel comfortable getting another one of those contracts? No. If, if, if there was some way we could work a 20 to 25, I'd go for that. 
you know, even though that's high, but when you start reaching 30 million and, and there's so much more that the angels got to spend money on, I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. why I keep saying you got to spend money in the right places. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys, well, you know, a guy like Chris Taylor is the answer. But what I'm saying is guys like that are the answer. You know, there's a lot of pieces around us that we just kind of have to look for. And that's the thing. You know, if you bring in a guy like him, people are going to be like, oh, my God, here we go with these BS moves again. People are going to be like, okay, I like that move. You know, he's not that expensive, and that's a good move. Because like you said, you know, he played up the road. People have seen him. People know who he is. And, you know, he's a little bit of a name. We don't need to get these players who are going to, you know, command these big contracts. You know, those players are fun to watch in theory, but I'm tired of seeing those players. I want to see players who are actually going to help us. Yeah, I think if, if, say, for instance, best case scenario, you know, Simeon's still out there for whatever reason, and the Angels mm -hmm. have filled the void with either Scherzer or someone else to anchor that rotation. They've gotten a, a left fielder or something like that. Maybe it's only a few weeks in, but the Angels have made a lot of moves. And you got the money, and, the, and he's still there. And you spend twenty to twenty-eight million on him a year. I'm good with that, as long as they filled the other holes. What I don't want to see is is them on a short stop. Because I do like I do like what you're saying about Taylor, but I'm just saying that'd be the only way I would say okay, a, a Simeon or a Correa would be justified, is if those other holes were fixed first. You know, because like what they did with Rendon, they're just like, well, we need pitching. Rendon! And they went for him right away. You know? <laughs> so. Well, they're like, we need pitching. They really tried, so they say, to get Garrett Cole. Mm -hmm. They whiff like Albert swinging with his wrist, and they're like, Rendon! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the you answer. Know, like, yeah, what do you say? We went to our lefty or whatever they said like during the interview. <laughs> yeah. You know, we went to our backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> So, or real quick, okay, you know, uh, this is probably something to talk about for an off-season episode, mm. but I want both of you guys, and then I'll go at last, to give me your, like, really brief off-season wishes, like, for five things, like, you know, like, this, 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 and this. Like, what are the things you need to address, not even player-wise, mm -hmm. but, like, number one is, you know, getting an ace, number two, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead. Uh, for everybody to stop having man periods. Um, for our training staff. It's not going to happen. I know. <laughs> for our training staff to be axed, to yes. be cut, training okay. staff needs to go, for one. Um, okay. Secondly, I would like an ace. I think an ace would be nice if we could afford one. So that would be my little wish list. Um, let me see. Third, I honestly just think we need somebody, any player, I don't even care where they play at, but somebody small and fast. Like, somebody, like, with a Sean Figgins mentality. Like, I know we have Fletcher. I love Fletcher. I'm not trying to say nothing. But he can't do it all by himself. I think somebody else that maybe does have a little bit more power. Um, so that would be nice. Um, I can't think of a lot of speed guys that have power. Marte. Uh, they exist. <laughs> I was like, Marte is pretty fast. Um, Starling Marte? Mm-hmm. Is he a free agent? I think he will be, yeah. Oh, that's why Oakland got him. That's not a bad move, actually. Marte, I, I didn't know Starling Martez. I liked him when he was in Pittsburgh, and he's been playing really good. So that's uh -huh. that's a good that's a that's a good one right there. Yeah. But the problem is, well, then what are you going to do with the outfield? Like I said, you know, obviously, obviously that's an off-season topic, and I don't hate that move either. But then you're going to have you'll probably trade away Marsh or Adele. Fine, mm. that's oh. fine. <laughs> 
Okay. Trade up in two. I don't care. <laughs> mm, okay. And then um, lastly, would be catching. I need. I would like another catcher. I I stand Stassi. Don't get me wrong. I love Stassi. He, but again, he can't do it all by himself. And we need a solid back. We need a solid backup, not just like, oh, like just kind of throw him in. Like a really a solid backup to where it don't. It should not matter who we start, Stassi or a different catcher. All of our pitchers are comfortable, and the game could go smoothly. So another solid catcher. Okay. okay. Uh, I yeah, I, I think um, I'm with Courtney right away. I think training staff needs to be cleaned out completely. That needs to be number one. Uh, first day of uh, free agency, Rossiel's got to be resigned. Um, and also, you work in uh, at the same time trying to get that ace for a number three, uh, and also a a setup guy, or or you know, unless you trust the staff here that you can use one of them as a setup guy here depending on if you want to use Warren or other pitchers like that to be set up. But I think a, a legit setup guy and then use those other guys in less situations would be good. Um, and then, uh, you know, I would go with finding a way to get rid of Upton, whether you have to package a few pitchers to go with him. I don't care who it is. Just get, you got to get rid of Upton's contract. That would give you more leverage to pull in a left fielder like, like Marte. And uh, there's got to be a way that you can work Marsh and Adele in the lineup. I think Marsh could be that speedy left-handed uh, uh, leadoff guy if you don't get like a Marte or a backup outfielder because he reminds me a lot of Darren Erstad. Uh, I think his stats are going to get better. It's just his first year. Um, I love his approach at the plate, and uh, his power will come along. Uh, Adele was just finding his freaking groove and looking really good before he got hurt. Um, I think both of them are going to be – uh, good for the Angels next year. Um, and then I'm with Courtney again. I think uh, catching, uh, I am not happy with having just a defensive catcher. I'm not happy with a guy that, like, if if Stassi's right now, his August and September have been pathetic. He was hitting 300 the entire season, and he's just hit, a, like, a, a real a roadblock. And he's got no one behind him. I'm tired of these 36 to 38-year-old catchers as backups. I want to see a young guy in there, not an Anthony Ben Boom either. That's a 4A player. I want to see a good catcher, like she said, that's reliable, that, okay, if Stassi needs a night off, we don't have to worry about whoever's pitching Sandoval, you know, or catching Sandoval. The dude's good. And then not only that, he could provide some pop. And, uh, and I just, I'm tired of these guys that we got now, Suzuki, who was shitting the bed the whole year. And then as soon as we're eliminated or, no one cares. All of a sudden, he's hitting two hits a night. It's like, okay, here we go. I, I don't like that type of player. Okay. All right. So, for me, uh, my really quick checklist. Number one, I'm totally with you guys' training staff. At least address it. Hell, at, at least if you fire one person, we're like, hey, something. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, Just to get the yes. fans off right back. I mean, I, I think we should clean house completely with the training staff. But like I said, if we can get one guy fired, then it's like, oh, hallelujah, we did something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so once you take care of that, number two is going to be getting rid of the Upton contract. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can get somebody to take all $28 million, I will give you Jaime Berea, I will give you uh, Griffin Canning. Two promising pitchers, you know, I think we're going to be okay without those guys. Two other you know, other teams are going to be like, okay, well, hey, two young, promising pitchers, especially Canning. Cool. You know, maybe somebody will take that. Okay. So after we take care of that, 
obviously addressing shortstop dash second base, whichever one of those you feel you can do better is going to be a, a big key thing. Um, number four, I want us to go after um, not necessarily an ace, but a guy who can lead the team. And then one other, you know, maybe supporting pitcher, you know, a, a, a Luis Castillo type of guy. I know Joe Musgrove, you know, is on the Padres and he's going to be there, but a guy like that. Maybe a guy who just needs to change the scenery, who's a decent pitcher where he is right now, but could be a little bit better somewhere else. You know, not a complete gamble like, you know, Matt Harvey and any of those guys, but a guy who is a calculated risk because, hey, we've seen him be successful elsewhere, you know, kind of like Alex Cobb, but maybe a little better because mm-hmm. Alex Cobb is a complete shot in the dark. Yeah, and is he is – he... Real quick, is he uh, another Bundy for next year? Or do you think Cobb, if re-signed, can redo what he's doing this season? I give him a two-year deal. I mean, I give him the opportunity. I don't think he's going to break the bank. So, you know. What do you think, Courtney? I stand Alex Cobb. I'll give him a two-year deal. So. Corner of the cob. Well, I mean, he he pitched good tonight too. In tonight's game that we're that's going on while we're doing this, he, he pitched uh, almost six innings tonight, only one run on three hits. So uh, that's not bad. I mean, <laughs> if we're getting pitching like him in the start of the season, this uh, you know, like we've gotten in the second half, this this we could have more than seventy two wins easy. Uh, you know, that th- that was the problem in the first uh, three months was just the pitching was so horrid. Um, you guys think if we we all established this earlier too with Madden, uh, and by the way, it's a good list you brought up, Fernando. I'm with you. You didn't let me finish. I still had number five. Oh, you did. I thought you. Had, oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no. I'm with you guys on the catcher. So what I would consider is going after one of these guys who has a club option. So uh, Christian Vasquez of the Red Sox, mm-hmm. uh, Tucker Barnhart. Hell, maybe even Mike Zanino. He's not a great hitter, but, you know, I'm not saying get rid of Stassi. You know, you keep Stassi, but you have one of these guys as a safety net. Um, You know, Christian Vasquez and Tucker Barnhart are two interesting ones. They're both on club option. They're both going to be making either 7 or 7.5. 7 for Christian Vasquez, 7.5 for Tucker Barnhart. And the thing with those guys, since they're on a club option, you're probably going to get them pretty cheap because they're free agents after this following year. The Angels did that a couple years ago with Yunel Escobar. They got him for basically free because the uh, Nationals wanted to get something for him. So the Angels traded for him, picked up his club option uh, for that year and the following year. So, you know, these are the kind of guys you need to take flyers on because Yunel Escobar, for the two years he was an Angel, was very productive. He was one of our best contact hitters for both of those years. Yeah, I did like him as as a ball player. Good clubhouse guy too. What? <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Well, what's what's uh what's Vasquez's uh numbers? Let me take because a quick look. I had him on fantasy, so I know he wasn't uh, I heard, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I heard I heard some good things about him, and he's pretty you know pretty legit behind the plate. So yeah. He definitely has a good presence back there. Um, you know, I think he's only about 29 years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he is going to start hitting that free agency age. Um, let's see. So this year he's batting 263 with a war of 1.2, on-base percentage of 314, eight stolen bases, slugging percentage of 356. So, you know, 
he's not going to take the world by storm, but he's certainly something, somebody who I wouldn't be afraid to take a flyer on. Yeah, I agree because I look, I'm, I'm like, it's very hard to get a catcher as we all know, as angels or any organization that's going to be, you know, you have a go-to guy that you can go to five to six times a week, have another guy start a game um, and just be that legit catcher to knock in 25 and a hundred. Those are rare guys in this league nowadays. But if you can put together two catchers that could put together those kind of numbers, or not even 25 and 100, but maybe uh, combined they hit about 19 to 20 and about 60 to 70 RBIs in a season, I'm for that. And I kind of thought maybe Suzuki with a good season and Stassi with a good season could maybe replicate that, and you get two players that can work off each other on nightly basis and give you those numbers, but... Courtney's like, nope. <laughs> she knew. Look, I was optimistic. Okay, I was optimistic. That was her. As soon as I heard, oh, we're sending Chris Suzuki. I was like, what the? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, what? Say? Like, I was like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> like, why would we set ourselves up for failure? Um, who else is for you? Actually, Kurt Suzuki on paper wasn't a horrible move because he actually wasn't that bad in 2020, and that's the thing that sucks. You know, you, we get these guys who, well, you know, historically they haven't been that bad. They've been average. They've been mm -hmm. consistent players. And they come here and all of a sudden the regression starts. You know, hey, that could be because of Pokemon Go and Nacho Helmet. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeremy Reed and Paul Sereno, for those of you guys who might have just accidentally clicked on this podcast and haven't clicked out yet. But, you know, that's the thing, man. It's like I'm so tired of, like, the regression. You know, how about we trade for some of these guys who are younger? And the thing is, if we trade for a guy like Christian Vasquez, he comes here and flops. You know, I'd much rather have that than bringing in a guy who's 38 years old and flopped. Because at least, hey, you know, we went younger. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're going to go after these guys who are younger. They are going to flop. But, hey, he also has potential to do well. And maybe since him and Stassi would be on a contract year, they're both gonna you know do better be it's just like a quarterback competition in, in training camp you know for those yeah. of you who watch football you know you do that you bring in two guys who are capable because you want to bring the better competition to the two i mean look at the broncos they brought in teddy bridgewater and he ended up being the better man maybe that's going to be what the angels do this year at catcher you know there's a lot of cheap options i mean i brought up williams acidio before but i digress no well, <laughs> well, right, right when we did the Kurt Suzuki slander, he just singled the right. He's like, "F you guys." Love it. That's what we need. Big fuck you to the face. What about Austin Romine? Eh. Uh, eh. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just not gonna play. He's an A. He's better than Suzuki, though. I'll give you that. He's better than Suzuki. <laughs> no argument. But. No. Uh, <laughs> Okay, la last one, last uh -huh. one, just okay. just for shits and giggles. What about Jeff Mathis? Oh no! <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that is shits and giggles. <laughs> I'd rather see Paul Sereno out there hitting. Um, there we go. Now we're now <laughs> we're thinking. And here's so the thing: I I brought this up on the uh, um, on the live show. I can't believe that these guys were signed as hitting coaches. Usually, you want to sign hitting coaches that are veterans that had good careers that could pass on their knowledge to the players who are like who are very approachable type dudes. Sereno looks like he wants to kick your ass if you if you touch his nachos. And Jeremy Reed is off in La La Land finding Pokemon. And you look at their stats 
And the, Sorrento's best year, he was a 257 uh, hitter, 269 hitter. And, you know, it was for one year with Cleveland. And he had struck out a gang of times. He pulled the ball a lot, which now reminds me of how uh, Tani's approaching every night. And then, and then you look at Jeremy Reed, and Jeremy Reed's best season, he hit 267, three homers, 48 RBIs. How does that make you a freaking hitting coach on any level, let alone a major league roster? I, I just don't understand. Other teams are like, hey, Chili Davis, we like him. Even though he's he struggled in New York, he was a hitting coach other places, successful. Paul Molitor, former Hall of Famer, Brewers uh, uh, hitting coach, did good. You, you have all these other guys that have – been hitting coaches that were great hitters. You know, hell, hell, if the Angels wanted, I know he's banned from, from Major League Baseball now, but. He's going to say P. Rose. No, I was going to say Rafael Palmero. Like, like, because oh, okay. he was a good hitter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he had a good yeah. career. If the Angels were to get him, I'd be like, sign him. He knows his shit. Okay. I got one for you guys. So let's assume Pujols retires. He's on a 10 year. No. Uh, he's on a 10 year deal no. with us, right? No, no. Pujols is on a 10-year personal services contract with the Angels once he retires. It was part of his deal. Yes, but no. Does he get looks at the hitting coach? No. For, for other teams or for us? No, for us because no. he's on a 10-year contract with us once he retires. So no. what's he going to do with that contract? He is stuck here for 10 years once he retires. So what are the Angels going to use him as? No, put him in charge of a charity or something. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't need to touch a field or a baseball ever No, again. because because he's going to teach these guys, listen, swing over sliders, hit into as many double plays as you possibly can. Launch angle. La yeah, launch you angle. You know what? I, I'm going to disagree there. Honestly, I've seen Albert Pujols take batting practice during spring training, and batting practice Albert Pujols <laughs> is totally different than – in a game, Albert Pujols, like watching him take batting practice is almost like poetic. Okay, really? you don't win games from batting practice. Well, uh, no, but you do need batting practice to win games. We've learned that this year. Yeah, we have learned that. We have learned that <laughs> yes. But 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 here's here's my thing though. Okay. If, if, if he does bring that approach and he is impersonable, people look up to him, and maybe he has those traits better as a coach than a player. The fans like Courtney and myself first reactions are just no like we're tired of seeing this guy because he we know what he did on the field hurting the team more than he did helping the team so we're going to be very very judgmental right off the bat because we're going to think oh here we go again he's going to hurt now these young players coming up maybe you've got the right idea fernando maybe that he is better suited as a coach than he is a hitter um but the fans though I, th I think that's yeah, no, and I agree. And yeah. I under, I mean, trust me, the fan side of me what doesn't like that. All, I'm just trying to be practical. I know yeah, he's yeah. going to be here for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to use him in some capacity. I mean, here's the thing. Paul Sereno, Jeremy Reed were not good hitters. Albert Pujols, to this day, if we're talking in terms of his Cardinals career, was one of the best hitters we've ever seen. Yeah. Cardinals, Albert Pujols, hands down, was the best player batter we have seen, and I don't think Todd can dispute it. Nope. Courtney can dispute it. Angels, Albert Pools, obviously a shit show. But Cardinals, Albert Pools, nobody can deny, was the best hitter we've ever seen. And that's true, but like Todd said, like as a fan base, I know that we wouldn't give him a fair chance. Yeah. So like if it just, you know, 
for whatever reason for spring training, we start losing spring training games and then we lose the first 15 at home. That's it. We're just going to be like, no, it's because of Albert Pujols. It could be something completely different, yeah. but we're like, no, it's Albert Pujols' fault. Like we're going to blame him for everything. So just even if we made that move, I know we're still stuck with him for 10 years. I feel yeah. like off the bat, maybe we wouldn't give him the greatest of chances. Maybe for these next couple of years, have him do something else. Have him be like a liaison for the DR or where, wherever he's from. Um, you know, maybe do something like that. But And then maybe on that last half, bring him in as a hitting coach if we're still doing poorly. Yeah, Assistant poorly. hitting coach? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. But And then if the real hitting coach gets fired, he moves into that spot. Who knows? But I, I like what Courtney said. He could be uh, he could be, he could help recruit players from Cuba and Dominican Republic, you know, go. Yeah, Latin players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, absolutely. He would he'd be a big draw. I mean, you have Albert Pujols freaking trying to recruit you. Hell, yeah. We'd get a lot more international players. That's a smart move. So that means the Angels won't do it. But that's a very smart. <laughs> move. But, but um, but I wanted to mention one other thing, too, Um, like. You remember Don Baylor when he was here as a hitting coach briefly before he passed. He did make yes. an impersonate, imperson. Uh, um, he he really helped the players when they were when he was here. And the same thing with Rod Carew when he was here uh, as a hitting coach. You would hear these interviews from players when they would do their their side interviews before games or after, and they'd say, you know what, I really credit my my hot hitting streak to. Rod Carew, you know, he helped me out in the cages. He showed me a few things. He told me about, you know, he helps me before a game to look at certain pitchers and their tendencies and things like that. Those were the type of guys that Baylor and Carew were that that were all-stars in their careers and handed down their brilliance to the next generation. When or if it would be the first time I've ever heard it, but have you guys ever heard any of these current angels say, you know what, man? I'm hitting the ball a lot better because of what Jeremy Reed told me. Or Paul Sorrento just gave me a nugget that I didn't even think about, and I was able to change my swing, and it was a little tweak, but look what look at the results. No! I mean, we never yeah. hear these players say shit about the hitting coaches. But you hear them say about other players. Like, you hear guys be like, oh, well, you know, uh, Albert mentored me or Trout mentored me. You hear both of those. <laughs> yes. you know, well, you yeah. did hear about Albert, and you do hear about Trout helping people. Yeah. You know, and are you, sometimes you even hear about, you know, just – some of the spurred up. I've even heard Upton's name. I'm pretty sure, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah, you're right. You don't hear anything about really any of the coaches. I've never heard anybody be like, "Oh yeah, I work with Joe in the cage," or "Oh Joe helped me tweak this or that." Even I've just heard Jose's been helping the pitchers, Jose Molina, and that's well, not you even can his... see him helping the pitchers. You and go to the not... games and it's apparent. Yeah, but that's not even his job. That's what I love. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, "Well, Matt Wise has been doing good with his staff." I'm like, I think that's Ooh. more Jose. You know, Jose's been Ooh. talking to the pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jose Molina, yeah. So I, I'm with you. Some people have even, even said on the post games that coaching is overrated. I'm like, no, it's not, man. I mean, you, the manager is one thing, but you need those other coaches to be doing their jobs. And if they're not, then it's going to, the results are on the field. And we've seen it. I think the biggest thing that coaches do in Major League Baseball is hold players accountable. Yep. That's your number one job. Your number one job is to be like, cool, you might be Mike Trout. You might be Shohei Otani, et cetera, et cetera. But right now you ain't shit. And I think your, jo your job as a coach is to keep your players into, you know, in the right perspective. You know, I'm sure we've all played sports 
where you've had your coach call you out on something and you know you're kind of like you know what maybe he is right or she is right maybe i am doing this so you know maybe you tweak a little something and it's oh okay you know maybe you're back in the swing of things you know that's the whole point of sports sports is all about adjustments you know that's why a lot of times guys or girls who are super cocky and set in their ways don't pan out don't believe me ask johnny manzel you know there's people who get stuck in their ways, who don't want to listen to others, and their careers pay the ultimate price. Guys like Trout make adjustments. I mean, remember Cole Calhoun, was he, he was in that giant slump. I forgot what year it was, maybe like 2019 or so, maybe 2018 even. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2018. He completely changed his batting stance. How many guys do you see in the major leagues completely change their batting stance? Literally, like, we're going to hit the reset button. It doesn't happen nowadays. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. You know, that's your job as a coach to tell somebody, hey, cool, bro, you got up to here, but you're not going to last long if you're not, if you're afraid to adjust. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Agree. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I'm saying like, uh, you know, the coaches make a big difference. Like you said, tweaking things, changing batting stances. Yeah, it's rare, but when it happens, they could point back and say, if I didn't get this bit of advice, I wouldn't be making 500 to a couple million dollars extra a year or even that in general. You know, it all comes. Yeah. That's why I was trying to bring out, too, is like these hitting coaches are here to help you not only win, but they're here to help you, you know, advance your career. And maybe in, in, a, in a year where we think, oh, this guy just sucks. He just never got the right mentorship. And what if this was Wong's only year to be good? And what if? Wong didn't get the right, um, you know, uh, help. He's out. He got of the, the Wong help. Yeah, he got the Wong help. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead of the white help, uh, yeah, oh, that's oh. just oh, canceled. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that was a stupid grill master joke. Okay, man, I took that from him. Oh. But, uh... Yeah, he likes to use the Wong ones. That's why I, I threw that in there. <laughs> the white help. That was that yeah, was yeah. a brick. <laughs> bad, bad. Bad Todd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Time out. Time out, Todd. Been canceled like a dozen times this year. Yep. So let's let's uh let's transition here a little bit. We've got uh Dude, I just thought of a perfect segment. We can do Todd's timeout corner where you like talk about one player who's doing really bad and we put him on timeout for the week. And then they have to try to work themselves out. (laughs) Just have him facing a wall. (laughs) <laughs> there you go and then like have like a little dunce hat on yeah. <laughs> dude that actually that could be a daily post you know for, for... Todd's timeout corner there you go guys see we think about things on the fly instead of go. question of the day it's dunce of the day yeah dunce of the day <laughs> that's good the guy the guy who sucked for us at dunce of the day boom Phil we can do that like after the game yeah yeah and then yeah. we have like our morning post and our night post <laughs> <laughs> like on the post game like when we do like the live post games like on uh, um, instagram and stuff uh, ask the fans like oh who should we have as the dunces the day <laughs> dunce people of the can game. vote That's... dunce of the game See, we, we need a positive one and we need a dunce of the day too so when they lose that's we have someone to blame and someone to give all the credit to when we win yep you so, mean yeah. not rally chris <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll take that no matter the W, man. He, he gets that. Oh, he's like, I have 72 wins this year. <laughs> yeah. 
Rally Chris and Rally Randy, those knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah. Always try to take credit, man. Always try the to Rally take... Brothers. The Rally Bros. Oh my god. Instead of the Splash Bros, it's the Rally Bros. <laughs> oh, the Bash Bros? Move out of the way. Bye 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 to them. It's time for the Rally Bros. The Rally Bros. That would be awesome on a shirt, dude. Rally Chris with his with his ears and then we gotta get Randy with his like mean looking eyes. All angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. When I like thought about Randy, I I, I imagine like Grumpy from Snow White. <laughs> God damn it! Dude, love you, we, love if, you, Randy. If we made if we made Randy shorter than what he is right now, I mean, he'd be really pissed off too. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't talking about him being short. I was just talking about the face. The cancel Randy, again, Doug. Dude, Randy knows I love him, man. He's like the 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 artist extraordinaire. He's he's the one that came up with all these shirts, but. He, he I I thought he was going to be taller. That's all I thought. I thought he was going to be around my my height. He's... That's fine. I thought you were going to be shorter. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's oh, fair. God. That's, that's what she said. That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, the, well, we did the fans a favor and didn't really talk about the series because there was really nothing to talk about after that White Sox series. The A's and the Astros have all been pretty laughable. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. I think we're winning right now. Uh, we are winning. Yes, I think yes. I believe it's three to one. I'm waiting for this to update. Yeah, they um. Captain Jack. Yeah, Jack actually came through with a big hit. So. Yep. So yeah, no we since then uh, we're 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 moving on. Uh, let's see who was after Chicago. We'll just get into a brief description because we've gone a little bit here on the show. Here, let's see. We, we got, got swept by Oakland. Yeah, we got our ass handed to us by Oakland, uh-huh. and then yep, we lost four to five on Friday. One to three on Saturday, and then two to three on Sunday. Awesome hitting right there. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> See, the pitching's been been stand up in all those series, but they just can't score. So then that brought us to Oakland or to to Houston, and uh, there was a page. It was actually uh, another um, um, Angels page, and they put on there. They said, "Well, we got swept by uh, Houston after last night's game." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." In the comments, I put, "We still got tomorrow to get swept first. You know, we we got yeah. one more game with Houston. <laughs> I know you're thinking ahead, but uh, we still got one more game. They so. might have jinxed it. So if that's the case, then we need to tell them that we we need them to say for the rest of the year we're going to get swept by the Mariners, the Rangers, and the Mariners again. Yeah, two out of three. We just need to win on some winning notes. We, we you know, and and the fact that and you know, on some winning notes, sorry." Yeah, the fact that we're in the final, what, uh, after tonight, it's uh, nine games left? Yep. It's crazy. Single digits, finally. Um, but, yeah, this game, you know, if we hold on here, we'll get to 73 wins. If we had 72 two years uh, or three years ago, was it 2019, Osmus year, 72 wins? I, th- I think so. that sounds about right. Yeah, so, we're uh, yeah, we're coming down the stretch here. It's been a long freaking season. Um, you're – you know, what do you think they finish in the uh, – let's get your, your comments. What do you guys think uh, they finish in the final nine games against Texas and Seattle? We're about to get swept by Seattle this first round <laughs> at home for fan appreciation. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's going to be the Angels. <laughs> like, hey, fans. <laughs> Dude, there's like no hesitation. She's like, yeah, we're getting swept by Seattle. Uh, fans, uh, you know, fans appreciation. F you. It's over. Yeah, we're going to get swept <laughs> by Seattle at home. That's going to be nice. It's fine. Um, what, then three games with the Rangers. I'm going to go where I'm going to pull a rally, Chris. I'm going to go two out of three. 
Toronto That's Blue Jays right. for the Rangers. Okay. And then that last Seattle series, I'll say we take one game. Take I'll say we game. take one. So I think we're only going to win four of these last nine. Oh, man. Yeah, because, look, we actually could play spoiler real quick, um, Fernando, because they're, they're only two – Mariners only two games out of the wild card. And they need these wins. The Mariners have beaten Oakland back-to-back nights to push them four back. That could have eliminated Oakland. We have six games left with Seattle. We can knock them out too. What do you think, Fernando? Well, I think they win Sunday at least because Otani's pitching. That will be his last home start. I I think Otani is going to do some, like, out-of-this-world voodoo magic and, like, single-handedly win his 10th game. He's like, no, guys, today's the day. And I think he just, like, hits 14 home runs in a single game. <laughs> pitches pitches two no-hitters in nine innings. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> he's just going to he's just gonna say F the rules. We're doing it my way today. He's going to be, like, on a sick one, just like, ah, like, ah, it's all me. Like, no. It's going to be corny on, like, four espresso shots. Just Bruce strength, everything, okay, breaking yeah. steel chains. Yeah, oh. my white girl strength is coming out now that it's fall season. So get me a pumpkin spice latte, and I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen. So, Tani, I, you know, I, I think it's a one out of three series, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I think we do win the series against the Rangers. I'm going to say two out of three. And then that last Seattle series, uh, I'm sure we'll do another episode before then. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll wait till then to make that <laughs> prediction. But I'm hoping we can at least win one game there. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right. I'm I'm, I'm kind of under the uh, impression that we'll finish three and six. I think we'll win one out of the five, like you guys said, against Seattle, and then probably just take two out of three from <laughs> do the old rally, Chris, against Seattle, the Rangers. Six times. Huh. We have a three-game series, three and three. Oh yeah, I said uh, one out of. Did five. you say three and six? There we go. Yeah, and I got I got them winning two out of three against Texas. Oh. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and I'm hoping our boy Packy has two more shots at a, at a win. Got to get that guy a win before the end of the season. I know, like he's done really well. I mean, yeah. for him just being thrown into the fire, like I'm proud of Packy, and it's not biased. It's not because yeah. He- you. And Joe and Joe keeps. It's a little biased. It's a little biased. Yeah. Biased. And Joe keeps like taking him out early too. So like, I would love to see if we can interview him uh, after the season just to see what how is how he dealt with everything and and what his impression uh, impressions are on uh, being now a major league pitcher for the first time. Oh, bad. Like it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like it that much. Yeah, I'm gonna retire. Well, <laughs> we have two. We have three. Uh, well. Uh, three interviews said so far for the off season. So I mean, four. We never reached out to Rick Waltz again. So oh, yeah, <laughs> four. Better, better talk to him. I'm, I'm gonna hit up Packy though. Uh, I think uh, either tonight or tomorrow, I'll hit him up and see if he'll he'll come on again with us. He's like, I want to be a trash panda again. <laughs> yeah, I liked it better yeah. there. They had better internet. Damn. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun season so far, and we're not going to end it here. We've got uh, many podcasts for the off season to because we're going to be talking about Angels history. We're going to do we're going to do stuff that the Angels did not do this year, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna educate, and we're also going to talk about some fun times, not so fun times, 
And we're going to have a lot of Major League Baseball to talk about, not just the Angels, but there's going to be a lot of cool stuff that we're going to get into and announce for this page So, and for the podcast. So uh, we're, we're going to try to uh, salvage, though, in the next one or two uh, podcasts because I'm sure we're going to do one, like Fernando said, before the end of the season and before the end of that, that last three-game series. And we'll probably do a final one for just to wrap up the season, and then we'll get into our off-season stuff, right? Yeah, I think we said that we we're going to do like a super show, right? Where we were hoping to get everybody, you know, Chase and Andrew and James and everybody on mm-hmm. a giant round table so we can truly talk about the highs and especially the lows <laughs> of the season. I got to yeah. exaggerate lows because that's primarily what it's been. But, you know, there's some fun things to cover, obviously, like Otani and all that. Mm-hmm. That's really about it. Yeah, <laughs> you mean the only thing that we can cover. <laughs> and having Trout for about a month. That was cool. That was cool. That was he, dude, he had a war of two and he only played like 36 games. <laughs> love uh, there you go. Love to see Love to see it. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. But uh, any final thoughts on this show today? No. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. So for uh, – oh, and that's the thing uh, too. Uh, check out the merchandise at redbubble.com. It is really good. Um like I said, Randy's been doing a great job. Uh, Fernando's been doing a good job of putting it out there too. Uh, this stuff's been, uh, you know, it's it's going to take. If you're going to want to get some of these shirts, they're really cool. There's a lot of cool designs, and uh, check us out there too. Look up www.halosandinfield.com to see all of our content and uh, check out the podcast form, YouTube that you're watching right now. Anything, we've got it all there. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of community outreach things that we're uh, putting out there, too, that we might be doing, too, to, uh, to do what others aren't doing. Right, Fernando? Hell, yeah. So we've got some ideas. He's got some ideas. And we've been reaching out. Courtney's doing her thing in Riverside. So if anything comes Riverside's way, she's going to be there for sure, right? Uh-huh. Some, yeah, <laughs> not too confident there. <laughs> so, uh-huh. She still has those signed baseballs. Oh, my balls. You guys want to see my balls? Let's check it out. Yeah. Well, and Randy said that it would be a good idea to give those out during the offseason. I think we all mutually agree. Like, yeah, offseason probably makes sense. Yeah, nice. no, that's fine. But my balls. Right, there you go. How I, many signatures would you say are on each one, roughly? Um, if you had to guess. It looks like there's about a good, like, seven to eight, maybe even ten, like ten on each ball. So That's pretty cool. That's pretty there good. Go. And by our 66ers when we uh, went and dropped off the food to them. So thank you to everybody who donated. Um, and in return, they gave us the signed baseballs. That way we could raffle away to our fans. Um, so we for free. Doing... Yes, for free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know. You know what I mean. So we'll be doing that soon. I just wanted everybody to see my balls. <laughs> Win Courtney's balls is the next segment for Halo's and the Info. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Get your hands on Courtney's balls. Oh, um, yes, that's where I love it. So, <laughs> oh, no. uh, so uh, for Todd Fox and Courtney, <laughs> Fernando, have a good evening. Good night, guys.